The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Good morning and welcome to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I don't know if you've ever heard about the ministry, but you go to the website 8daysofhope.com. We help people after natural disasters like we're doing today, week number six down in Lake Charles, Louisiana after Hurricane Laura. We're going to tell you more about that in a minute. But first, I want to introduce my co-host. Uh, and my name is Mike Fiella. <laughs> oh, Mike, good morning. So How are good. you, my man? I'm doing really great. Again, this just a crack of uh, the the new fall air that's that's you know in our area. It yeah. just it's, it just kind of revives you a little bit. Get get you into the next season, and it's been a season already. It has it's been, been a busy, season. busy, busy. So so today, eight days of hope. Uh, a ministry that started 15 years ago after Hurricane Katrina. Our anniversary is coming up in December. 2005 when it started. Yes. All right. We have rebuilt homes uh, for free. After natural disasters, 6,123 homes. Uh, I think as of today, we're at $53 million of work for free, volunteer-led, 160 volunteer leaders, 11 different denominations. Wow. Natural disasters, <laughs> like we're going to talk about today, down with Hurricane Laura. Mm. We also renovate facilities to provide hope to those rescued from sex trafficking. More on that in a minute. And then there's some other things that we do that wasn't part of the original plan, like feeding people. Today, Exciting. Um, we are in the middle of a major feeding initiative with Eight Days of Hope. We have, well, we don't have anything. God is sending tractor trailers of food yes. through Eight Days of Hope to churches um, across the Northeast, in Ohio, New York, and we've got like five different partners, five different denominations, some inner city, some rural, but Mike, God is moving <laughs> through his people. You know, let me let me say this. You don't need coffee. You need facts and figures that get you <laughs> yeah, excited. Sure. And it is exciting. How many tractor trailers totally are going to be uh, delivering delivering food. Yeah, I think I think the final number is going to be right around forty, and each tractor trailer of food is valued at forty to fifty thousand dollars. And so, oh you know, eight days of hope, and this is just God. I mean, because mm-hmm. we're we're not that smart. He is he is he is he's great. So he connected a crazy windstorm. Mm. Thirty five thousand trees. Um, were destroyed. And by the way, our Midwest satellite open house is October 17th in Cedar Rapids. Go to the website for more information about that. But while we were there, uh, we had somebody connect the dots and they sent us, I think it was four tractor trailers of food. And we worked with 12 local churches and provided food to families during a pandemic who had no power. It was amazing, Mike. So you just... Got a phone call when you're in the midst of a disaster relief. Sure. And and hey, can you guys, can you guys help to distribute food? Yeah. What if we found a way to get you a tractor trailer food? Could you find a way to use it? Now, when you get those phone calls, Mike, <laughs> very seldom. And I do. I promise you, we pray. But I don't say. Well, let me pray about it. To me, God's opening up an amazing door. Now, it's I right do there, pray, yeah. God. Okay, how do you want us to utilize this food to further your kingdom? the work that's sure. being done by the local church. In Eight Days of Hope, we've always been very passionate about connecting people to the local church. And that's what we did in Cedar Rapids. And so today, this month in Cleveland, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, Akron, Ohio, Batavia, New York, Rochester, New York, 
food is being delivered through the local church, and 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 I think the final numbers could be 1.5, 1.6 million or more dollars worth of food. And that's what our heart is being served, meaning. A tractor trailer pulls up to a church. The church volunteers get out into their community to meet people, invite them into their church, and might pray with them right there. And they do. And yeah, and, and they do. So th- that's what the, that's the whole heart of this. Yeah. Yes, feed, but invite them in, invite them to Christ, invite them to church, and build relationships. Now, what we won't have at any of those five campuses is an eight days of hope truck. And, and we do that on purpose, Mike, because we have a lot of equipment that is well, branded eight days of hope. Already out there, yeah. right? But we want people to be drawn to the local church because there you, go. you know today we're in Louisiana, we're in Buffalo, New York, we're in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, we're in Indianapolis, Indiana. People are like, why? Why in Indianapolis, Indiana? So we have a new arm of the ministry we launched late last year. It's it's an arm that renovates, builds, or remodels a facility for a ministry that rescues those from sex, sex trafficking. trafficking right. And our partner in this project is called Not Today, and Not is spelled K-N-O-T, nottoday.org. Okay. It's led by the head coach of the Colts, Frank Reich, his wife, Linda. And um, we have renovated for the last 14 days mm. a 17,000-square-foot building. Okay. Wow. Mike, we gutted, the, we gutted this building on day one. And it looks like by the 17th or 18th day, the eight days old volunteers, the skilled volunteers, because this is a skilled volunteer trip okay. only, mm-hmm. but these 50 volunteers, they're going to do about a half a million dollars a week for free. Oh, half and, a million. And, and this is going to be used for decades to come, Mike. Oh, my. And, and so, so excited about this arm of the ministry. So. Half a million dollars worth of work. How many volunteers were there to get this done? So we averaged about 45 to 50 a day. Really? It's free. So if you're skilled and you're interested in learning more about this arm of the ministry, we have a new video that just was put on YouTube actually yesterday. Okay. Yesterday being Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, Yesterday morning, it's our latest video showing the project to some extent up in Indianapolis, but also to tell you a little bit more. But if you're skilled, maybe you're a roofer, a plumber, you know how to do electricity. Maybe you're, you don't do it for a living, but you're a handyman or handywoman. Go to 8daysofhope.com and uh, just let us know that you want to be included in our database. And so uh, it's simple. You can give us your email alert or email address and we'll, we'll alert you next time we do a project. Or you can email us at safehouse safehouse at 8daysofhope.com and let us know you're skilled. We'll put you in our database. Mike, it's been an amazing, amazing month so far. And we're only only three days into it. (laughs) And your hair is still, it's (laughs) not all gray. Oh, man. Well, folks, if you're listening, and particularly the first time, and uh, when you hear Eight Days of Hope, you're hearing about disaster rebuilding. You're hearing about rapid response. You're going to be hearing about distribution ministry. You haven't talked too much about that recently, but and then the safe houses, as Steve just mentioned, and we're heavily involved with the COVID nineteen response. It's just, uh, did you ever think, Steve? No. Oh, that, no I mean, brother. how does this all come yeah. about? And now, tractor trailers of food. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing, incredible. Today's guest is Amy Spidell. Um, she'll be coming and joining us here in a couple of minutes, Mike. She is the outreach coordinator for Love Acadiana that works with a church called Our Savior's Church, which is one of our national partners. Yes. So just so the listener knows, and by the way, good morning or good afternoon here on the East Coast. Uh, Good morning, Central and out West. Um, Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. For the last 
five and a half weeks, we've been in Lake Charles, Louisiana. We were there within 48 hours of Hurricane Laura, and we've been working with Amy Spidell and Our Savior's Church. It's been our headquarters. And today we're going to hear a little bit about Lake Charles. Okay. Mike, it's out mm-hmm. of the news. I mean, you know, recently, you know, we've had you know, some more additional information about leaders in our country with COVID. We've had an election coming up that we've all been talking about. We have, you know, uh, so much going on in our country, but no one's talking about Hurricane Laura. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lake Charles just got power back like in the last week. The damage, every home in Lake Charles, Louisiana had damage, Mike. It's widespread. Sure, sure. I mean, with 152 mile an hour wind hitting landfall and still 135 you know, miles in, uh, there's there's nothing. Everything was leveled. It really was. Now, it didn't have the water damage that we saw maybe with Hurricane Katrina or Hurricane Harvey. Uh, but eight days out, we got there very quickly. Uh, we found a church, our mm. Savior's Church, or one of our partners. Our partners are listed on our website. We have, I think, 10 of them. Through their donations, they cover our fixed costs. So if today you hear something and you want to support Eight Days of Hope, every penny you give will not be spent for a salary, a building, a piece of equipment. There you go. And so if you feel led to help out with the Safe House Ministry and want to become a monthly donor, you can do that online. If you want to give a gift to help out with Hurricane Laura or any of the disasters we've been a part of this year, you can do that online uh, or you can mail a check. But every penny will be used on the front lines for Jesus. Now, isn't this the area where that $70,000 generator was yeah donated. yeah so we had yeah so the, it's amazing so many god-sized stories from the mission field when oh, you yeah. listen to hope reigns we were in cedar rapids hurricane laura hit and the church we wanted to be based out of was totally destroyed so we went to another church one of their campuses 30 miles away in jennings and that church had no power so we had to get a generator now we have lots of generators mm-hmm. but we don't have a hundred kilowatt generator <laughs> <laughs> a used 100 kilowatt generator is oh, is about wow. 70,000 bucks. Wow. And, and Mike, I didn't I wasn't looking for a check from Mike Fiel on my checkbox because mm. most of us can't write that check, right? <laughs> no. Uh, but God provided like he always did. We found it in Illinois. We drove through the night, picked okay. it up, drove through the night, got it to Jennings, powered up the church so our volunteers could be there. Praise and God. um and God has provided through donors to, to underwrite that generator, but sometimes we just have to step out in faith. That's, you took the words that just zipped through my mind. We've got to step out, folks. you got to step up. Step up. Um, like, like we always say, you can, you can always pray for the ministry. Please. Okay, and then you can come out and volunteer if you can. Mm. But uh, And then donate, because every single penny will go to the front lines. And it's... Uh, but. But we can all do something, Steve, as yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it all starts with prayer, Mike. When people say, Steve, you know, we don't have anything to give or I can't volunteer, you know, I'm, I'm too busy or with COVID, I don't feel comfortable. We respect that. But you can pray. So, sure. you know, right now, maybe during a commercial break or or after the show or even right now, turn down the dial and just pray for the volunteers that are in Louisiana today, that are in Cedar Rapids today, That's right. that are in Indianapolis, Indiana today doing kingdom work. Mm. These are volunteers, Mike. This isn't yes. like a paid staff uh, that, you know, is flying first class somewhere to, you know, <laughs> to go to go share, you know, to, to go share with others. These sure. are people who have spent their own dime sleeping on air mattresses and cots and sometimes in their RVs. And yes, there are some volunteers that stay in a hotel room, sure. but I mean, they're on the front lines for Jesus. And you just gave the listeners, I mean, Pray for the volunteers. Please. I mean, we always say, well, sure, pray for donations and pray for supplies and pray for 
pray for the volunteers because they are on the front lines. They are. They're the first responders uh, in many uh, occasions. And, well, for the safe houses, they're skilled laborers, but they're, they're yeah. giving up their time uh, to serve yeah. and others. It's just it's incredible. Pray for them. Amen. Prayer works. I believe in prayer. Uh, this morning, across the country, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And what we try to do is, very simply, uh, we try to love and serve those in need and offer them some hope through a new beginning. And it might be someone who's been rescued from sex trafficking yeah. that is living in a house that we renovated or uh, for years mm-hmm. for free. It might be a home that we rebuild because of Hurricane Harvey for free from the ground up. Or it might be bringing a meal uh, through a church in Cleveland, Ohio, which we'll mm. be doing today as we speak. I forgot. That's happening like right now. Exciting, uh, exciting, A, a church in, in Cleveland got a tractor trailer of food just through a relationship that Aethys Hope has. And so thankful that we are able to love and serve those uh, in need. The need is huge right now, Mike. A lot going on in our country. I'll tell you, and all of us can do something. I, I hate to sound so yeah. redundant, but no. uh, I had a good time before I came to the show to sit in my chair and and just being still mm. and trying to listen to the, the voice of the Lord. Yes, having some prayer time, but hope began to rise up in my soul. When I, you know, you can say, you, you can think about COVID, you can think about elections, you can think about disasters, right. Right. but then there's hope. There's hope sure. and peace in Christ. Get out and share that with others. That's what we do at Eight Days of Hope. You know, in the last 48 hours, um, President Trump and his wife, um, um, it's been disclosed that they have the virus now. And, and so a lot is going on in our country. Um, and and, and I, I, we don't talk politics on the show. We just don't. We, mm-hmm. you know, I know Mike votes. I vote. I pray that you vote. If you don't, right. sign up and vote. But you know, I pray for Democratic leaders, Republican leaders, conservatives, liberals, I, I believe that God has called us to pray for sure. one another. And so this is the perfect time for the church, regardless of where you stand on the voting issues of the land, right. to pray. And, Absolutely. Um, and, and, we, and we want to encourage you to do that. Hey, when we come back here in a minute, we're going to have Amy Spidell. Uh, Amy is also one of our 160 volunteer leaders, but she also has a job that she makes money from, so she can volunteer with Eight Days of Hope. Uh, <laughs> she's good. the outreach coordinator of Love Acadiana, uh, an organization we partnered with a couple years ago in Lafayette, Louisiana, mm. when they flooded. I was there. I know you were there. Yeah, in the great. Cajun Dome. Oh, yes. What a facility that was. We, we actually lodged, fed the volunteers, did worship and devotion, in a Division One basketball arena, the Cajun yep, Dome. Yep, yep, yep. That was a fun trip. It was like uh, I felt like a like a rock star walking in there and saying the I big platform there, on. And, yeah. uh, no, it was it was so ministering. It, it just made an impact. That was the time we we actually took food out to some of the the volunteers that we had a. Um, a carnival or something yes. going on there. Remember that? We didn't yeah, know that was going to happen. We I showed know. up on day one and there was a carnival in the parking lot. And, and, and you had the idea, let's go feed them. Well, was, you know, at first we're like, wait a minute, where are we going to park? Well, we adjusted because we're, you know, we try to be flexible. But yeah, God just showed me clearly, hey, go take food out to these carny workers, oh, right? These carnival so cool. workers. And we prayed with some and encouraged them and that was that was a unique yeah, night. I remember the looks on their faces, like you're bringing us food. We've <laughs> Why? Been, we've, been, we've been in this booth all day. You know? Oh man! Why? Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining Hope Reigns. When we come back, Amy Spidell with Love Acadiana. You can hear a God-sized story from the mission field from Hurricane Laura. But you're listening right now to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. 
Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We've partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros. We rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber, along with my dear friend, mm. one of my best buddies in life, Mike right. Fiala. Mike, good morning. Good morning. It is very, very good to be with each and every time we get to share these God stories and, and hear our guests that we're about to hear soon. It's just something that lights a fire. I know, I know in my heart and hopefully in all the listeners' hearts. So much going on today. We're in Indianapolis um, finishing up our latest safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking. More information, go to our website or our YouTube channel and watch some of our uploaded videos. If you're a skilled volunteer, if you're a skilled professional, you're a roofer, contractor, painter, sign up for our next effort. Just uh, reach out to us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. But today, Mike, also... You know, we are we have been here for over five weeks, I think five, five weeks, weeks and three days. Mm. We've been in beautiful Lake Charles, Louisiana, that right now is going through some serious challenges. Yes. It's still a beautiful town, mm-hmm. but the town looks totally different because of Hurricane Laura. And this morning, I want to welcome our guest, Amy Spidell. Amy, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I'm doing great. It is. Uh, becoming fall in Louisiana. We only get a little peek at it. So uh, we're, we're out enjoying the sunshine and, and working hard in Lake Charles. 
So, Mike, Louisiana, and I know you've been there because mm-hmm. you were at the Cajun Dome. It sure. goes like from 100 degrees with 100% humidity down to 50, and there's like no in between. <laughs> uh, it seems that way. But, uh, Amy, um, you are the project outreach coordinator for Love Acadiana. Uh, share with the listeners a little bit about Love Acadiana. And then also, how did Love Acadiana and Eight Days of Hope connect a couple years ago? Absolutely. So Love Acadiana is a 501c3 nonprofit. We are the outreach arm of Our Savior's Church. That is a local church here in Louisiana that has various campuses in uh, across our parishes. And so um, we, as the outreach arm, um, really our heart is to share the Lord through serving, um, loving our community in many aspects. So that could be homeless, education, um, of course, disaster relief and beyond. So we get to be active in the community, this extension of our church, working with other wonderful nonprofits in our community, and just really sharing the love of the Lord, um, serving and meeting needs. And, and you guys do that, and you guys do that, seriously, probably one of the best organized outreaches across the country. We, you know, Mike, you and I have traveled the country, mm-hmm. and I know every time we do anything with Love Acadiana or Our Savior's Church, which is one of our national partners, yes. we leave seeing it done in excellence because they, they do it right. Yeah, it's just an excellent organization. The, just the hours of preparation that goes into something yes. like this. You can see that it's done once we get on the grounds. So, Amy, you're based in Lafayette, Louisiana. How do you actually say that? Is it Lafayette or is it Lafayette? Oh, goodness. Now, I'm a New Yorker trying to say this, so I say Lafayette. <laughs> okay. Um, but, um, yes, it, it's around there. I know. So um, we, Eight Days of Hope, met Love Acadiana, uh, I think it's about three, four years ago now. Uh, describe to the listeners what happened in Lafayette, Louisiana, and how the two of us kind of connected. Uh, certainly. Um, so in 2016, in August, there was um, three days of rain, really was an unnamed storm. And so this area really um, was impacted through floods. Um, Thousands of homes were devastated. And really, um, that's actually when I came down, I knew a pastor. I had previously, I'd been living in New York City, Pastor Tim Delina I knew through Brooklyn Tabernacle. And so they needed some help down here. And so I came down to help um, try to kind of do case management and other things um, to get that first response going. But then, as you guys know, uh, I'm very well versed in it, Um, a few months later, we moved into 2017, we're ready to rebuild. And so somebody uh, in our church, as far as I know, through our executive director and others, was introduced to the great work that Eight Days of Hope um, is doing all across the nation. And so we quickly, um, you know, got together homes. You guys have an incredible, you are very organized, very strategic. And so we got together homes. We partnered with other organizations here, the Catholic Diocese United Way. Everyone found who was getting resources, who was, you know, um, preparing, assessing. And then we got to partner with you guys on an incredible rebuild. Um, if, forgive me, I, I think it was about 3,000 volunteers came in. You guys took over yeah. the Cajun Dome um, and really spread the love. I mean, eight days of hope. Those names, that, or excuse me, that name that you guys have is so true because it was eight special days down here of you guys just moving in and taking people to that final step. You know, through rapid response, we're getting to respond, provide relief and all these things, get them in a, in a stable place. But that rebuild build gets them really back home. And so that was my first experience getting to work with you guys. I had the pleasure of being a case manager and um, then just seeing it in action. I 
jumped in, learned how to sheetrock, uh, and oh, a few other things lay floor. Um, so I'm not just a go, girl. admin person, Woo. but um, I have learned uh, great skills. But really what's special is you guys carry the heart that we do to meet people, to know their name. I mean, the biggest thing we are learning here, of course, in Lake Charles and, and beyond is we want to know, we're connecting with these families. We can fix the wall. We can put a new floor. We can put a tarp, but we want to know them. We want to connect with them. And that's what you guys showed us in eight days of hope for that rebuilding trip. And we immediately knew this is a partner we want to continue serving with. Um, and the people you want to serve with in a disaster, that says a lot, you know, who you want to be around, who you want to be mm. jumping in with. And, um, and, and you guys, we've just found an incredible partner. You carry the heart of the Lord. You carry the, our heart, our mission to help those in need um, and to share Jesus. And just to, to, again, they're not a FEMA number to us. They're not an address. They are a person. They are the Lord's child. So mm. you guys. Um, uh, carry that heart so beautifully, and uh, and it's not just a great event for the families, the volunteers. I have so many dear friends that I get to go city to city with yes. with you guys. So very special. Well, Amy, let me ask you. I'm going to try to pull out a, a, a God-sized story from you personally. A New York City woman. Now you're down in Louisiana. <laughs> what is that personal adjustment like? I mean, I mean, uh, obviously you stepped up to the call of God, but give us a little bit of that. Certainly. So just a brief is that I was in New York City. I had the pleasure of, I'm a project manager on large scale events for sports and entertainment. So Super Bowl, I traveled with NBA teams for years and such. And so I took that skill set. I heard the Lord uh, giving me this opportunity and um, wanted to walk in obedience. And I didn't want to miss out. I didn't want to miss out on what God was doing. So I came down and uh, didn't quite know what I signed up for, which I think a lot of us um, right. might be able to attribute um, to, to decisions we've made. But I knew that the Lord was leading me, and I knew I would be under great leadership. And so came down here, and, and what's most exciting is all those years, 15 years in New York City, high-profile, you know, very high-pressured events, uh, really set me up. God, God just sets us up to use a skill set, to use experiences, maybe in a different geography. <laughs> um, I, I learned how to drive. Drive. Um, I, I bought my first car. Um, you know, it's a, a, a different lifestyle. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, the humidity down here. I thought New York was humid, oh, but this man. is a whole other game. Yeah. But um, but what's so neat is to see how the Lord really does, right. you know, give you these experiences. You didn't know how He was setting you up, but sure. when you see it, I mean, it just makes the Lord so alive in your life. That Lord, you have, you know, my one of my life verses is just that, you know, in Psalm thirty-two eight. But he says, you know, um, I will be close to you. I will instruct you and guide you along the best oh, pathways yes. for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So God was doing that the whole time in New York City. I thought I was making athletes comfortable and putting on great big shows. But really what he was doing, giving me a skill set to come down to Louisiana. And he gave me the heart for his children. And so that you can apply anywhere in the world. And, and it's a special thing to be able to apply it in a disaster. You're going to meet somebody in the toughest moment of their life. Right. And sure. um, to be able to connect. I can take care of all the admin stuff. That's fine. But to be able to connect with their heart and love on them right where they're at. God just, you know, um, he has shown me time and time again how he'll equip us with that um, and when we do say yes. So, You're listening to Amy Spidell. She's the outreach coordinator of a nonprofit called Love Acadiana based in Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, with one of our partners, Our Savior's Church, mm -hmm. um, former New York City girl who did yeah. not know how to drive, and she had to learn how to drive. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, we've been so blessed to hang out, Mike, with Love Acadiana. You know, sure. Cindy Delina, yes. who now serves on our board, mm-hmm. was excuse me, one of our main contacts out of the gate, her and her husband, Tim, who's now back into New York City at <laughs> Times yeah. Square Church, oh, wow. who just recently decided to support 8 Days of Hope down in Louisiana. Thank you, Tim and Cindy, for doing that to help us do what God's called us to do. Isn't it amazing, Amy, um, how God connects the dots? He prepared you. And, and by the way, listeners, you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. We're going to talk in a minute about Hurricane Lauren Lake Charles. But God prepared you, Amy, um, for this season. He knew for the last five weeks you would be leading a major, probably, in, in this, please, not self promoting, the largest group of volunteers during a pandemic in Lake Charles, Eight Days of Hope, Love Acadiana, Our Savior's Church. He prepared you for this day, Amy. Mm. Yeah. What? Well, what what goes through your mind? I mean, you see God move all the time. You've been in Lake Charles, Hurricane Laura, and again, we're still there today, what, five and a half weeks after the disaster, almost six weeks now. When you drive through those neighborhoods, Amy, and you see the destruction, and then you see those yellow T-shirts at some of the sites with the Our Savior's Church family, what goes through your mind? Oh, goodness. I can't believe I get to be a part of this. I think that's the first thought is just, wow, and Lord, you're here. There is a disaster. There has been a lot of devastation, but Lord, you can just see um, him working. And so when I drive on I-10, I see blue tarps, but how exciting to see bright, vibrant, goldenrod t-shirts of hope, of Mm -hmm. people wearing those. And they just, as much as it has unfortunately become a tarp city, it's also with all these hundreds of volunteers that you shared in there, um, we share often that a person, the most valuable resource is time. It's not, mm-hmm. we can buy, we can get more money, we can get more resources. But when somebody comes thousands of miles away to share their time, which is the resource we can't get any more of, that is encouraging in itself. And when somebody drives up, you know, when I'm coming up to a site and I see the eight days of hope, tra- you know, trailers or trucks, they're wrapped, and you see that, but you see, you know, 15 goldenrod shirts. And when you, they turn around, they're smiling. Somebody's connecting with the homeowner. They're bringing debris to the curb. That is, that is exciting. That is kind of that gleam of light that, that just breaks through a cloudy day, you know. And so I think it's thrilling to get to be on these teams. And I can't believe the Lord has chosen me to get to be a part of this, you know. And just um, and we get to watch daily. You, you mentioned at the top of the show is the God stories. I mean, that's what we walk away with. Yes, we have numbers and stats, but each one of these volunteers that have come out, each one of the homeowners, we're walking away telling who I got to meet, how we took them to their next step, how we, again, met them right where they were at. Um, We closed up their home so their family can, you know, with a tarp, their family can come back in and try, you know, again, the next thing that they need to kind of tackle. But really, we're just sealing it with Jesus's love. And just reminding them they're not forgotten. I think when we walk in with that hope, we walk in with that smile, that love, it precedes us because God's already set us up. He picks out each home we get to go into. He sets us up. Uh, And it is so incredible to get to come in and just walk with them, get to know them. And and again, I I just feel honored truly to get to be a part of it. So so, Amy, give us a God-sized story. You're on site, 
and there had to be something that you walked into that were just kind of just lives with you now in your mind and in your heart. Share one of those stories. Absolutely. Um, so we actually were in, we had gone to a neighborhood and we were serving in a home. And then I had a team of about 18 people. And so good sized team. We were serving in one, quickly got it done. So we looked across the street. I love the, the verve and, and just the, the unrelenting, you know, helpfulness of our volunteers. They look across the home and they jump into the next backyard. Well, we can do all the fences are down. So you can see right through. So they are jumping sure. in. And as I'm sitting, getting a, just a quick drink of water, I look to my left, and again, the fences are down, so we can see quite through, right through. And there's a frail woman, probably later to come find out, she's 84 years old, Miss Anne, and she is just quietly sweeping a very big backyard. She's just sweeping this porch all alone. And here I have this vibrant team next to me. And so I walk over, and I ask her, you know, what, what she's doing. And she looks at me, and she sees that beautiful, bright shirt, and asks me about, you know, I get to share who I am, and that could we come help her? And she has these dark, thick sunglasses, and you just see a tear come running down her cheek. And I, I, I look at her, and she says, I, I was so depressed. I'm a widow. My son is a lineman, a power lineman, so he's busy. He can't come help. Oh, sure. And she says, I was so depressed. I told the Lord last night, I'm going to try to come and just do a little corner each day, and I might be able to get this done by November. I probably could. And I just looked at her, and just, you know, now wow. I'm matching, my tears are matching hers. Sure. And I look up, and I behind me are the 18 people. They've been watching us talk. I tell her, you know, who, who how we're coming in. We'd love to help. And all 18 people are standing there with their rakes ready to help. Wow. We had that yard done in, you know, about two hours. What this woman thought would be, you know, sadly, probably a couple, you know, eight weeks, a couple of months. And we just got to sit in love with her. And just to connect in, in a way that that woman didn't even ask for help. She, she, you know, she just was quietly doing her own thing. And to know that God sent us there to remind her she's not forgotten. She's not alone. And, um, and just, to, and then to see the heart of that team have noticed it and already they were, because when she looked up, she didn't really, you know, I didn't even have to turn and ask the team what they wanted. They saw it. They responded. They knew. Right. And we, and we got to, and so right. we got to continue, obviously connect her with the neighbors. Right. They go to a local church. And, uh, so again, this is a moment we get to be a part of their life, but then we connected them with the neighbor who now can watch out for her, wow. who now can take her to her church Fantastic. and beyond. So, and you know, Mike, um, Amy's never going to forget that lady. Absolutely. I mean, that's I mean that's how God works. I tell the volunteers all the time, and again, welcome to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're talking about Hurricane Laura uh, and the volunteers that are still today down in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, keep them in your prayers. If you'd like to donate, you can do that on our website at eightdaysofhope.com. Um, they might leave tired when they pull out, Mike, but their hearts are going to be full. You know, I was just thinking as... Um as Amy was sharing this, I was looking at you, Steve, and I'm watching you tear up a little bit, and I'm thinking about all, as a leader, and Amy, or as you as a leader, we all go through the struggles and the wrestles and the difficulties, but a story like this is what it is sure. all about that takes all that other and makes it worthwhile. Yeah, no yeah, matter, it, yeah. it, is, it is. And, and you know, you can't deploy with 700 people during a pandemic. You, you know, you offer them food, <laughs> lodging, right. you're staying at a, you know, it's interesting. And we really want to talk about some of the logistics here in a minute after our break, but we're staying at a local high school. We'll talk about how that got opened that door and how, how we connected those dots there. And actually this week, uh, a truckload of furniture came over from Texas. We're going to talk about that. So much going on. But it's amazing, Mike, that that God 
sent his people right. during a very tough time in our country, and and they're making a difference. I mean, our Savior's Church, Love Acadiana, Eight Days of Hope, and other ministries. Sure, we're, we're not the only ones, but people are stepping out in faith, and we get it. If you're mm-hmm. listening today and you say, Steve, there is no way I'm getting on an airplane and going anywhere with Eight Days of Hope until this thing passes six months, a year, whatever. Right. But you can pray. You can pray for the families we're serving. Families still today don't have power. Mm. Still today, some families have no insurance and don't know what they're going to do. Still today, volunteers are serving. Eight Days Hope needs your resources so we can continue to support what's going on down there. So there's still a way that people can still help out, Mike. And remember the 85-year-old Miss Anne that was just sitting on her own lawn that wasn't on the schedule, it didn't sound like, no. but you went across the street well. and Amen. really touched a life. Amen. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're talking to Amy Spidell, who's down in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and has been working diligently, fervently with Eight Days of Hope over the last five and a half weeks as we try to love and serve the brokenhearted. For more information about that and other things, go to the website. But when we go back, come back, we're going to share more about what God is doing following a hurricane that no one's talking about. But right now you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, But God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. 
It's amazing the things you discuss when you're not live on the radio. <laughs> right, Mike? It is. We Don't go, go there, there, though. I know no. you won't go there, but it's, it's fun. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you for listening out there, world. We really appreciate it. Uh, 200 cities today are listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Um, we're talking about Hurricane Laura. Uh, I'm hanging out with Mike Fiella. My name is Steve Tiber. And um, we're hanging out with Amy Spidell, one of my favorites. Uh, she was a New York City girl uh, working big-time events with big-time athletes and big-time yeah. sports organizations. Sure. And God right now, Mike, has her on the front line for Jesus. Isn't that just like God? It's so exciting to, to hear these stories about so many responding to the call of God when they already have a great job they're doing with. But how God uses that particular job to move them into ministry with all the skills that she acquired while she had that job. And, and you answered the call. Amy answered the call. It was awesome yeah. to see that happen. She did, and she still does. Quick story before we bring Amy back on. So we were in Cedar Rapids. We needed to find a generator. Well, that generator was $73,000 and had not raised a penny for a storm that just hit <laughs> wow. the night before called Hurricane Laura. Um, we had a couple of volunteers drive over to Illinois, get the generator, drive pretty much all night to get it to Louisiana because the church we wanted to stay at was ruined. I mean, it was completely damaged. So we stayed in Jennings, Louisiana, but that church and our Savior's church didn't have power. So we worked on hooking up the power, but we know that we couldn't lodge 700 people in this church. And so uh, the pastor there, Pastor Josh Belt, who I absolutely... He's a rock star. Okay. I'm telling you, okay. this dude is legit. He uh, he reaches out to the local high school no. who just the week before blessed them with a bunch of new year, new school year gifts for the, the, the staff. And I love how God's timing's perfect. Really? Wow. So the school opened up their oh. school for the volunteers to sleep there, Mike. Come on. Yes. How often does that happen in today's world with liabilities, with, you know, government and church staying separate and, you know, okay. all that stuff? I'm, you see my hands moving. I'm trying to count on my hands. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it <laughs> and, just, and it's it, exciting. This is a God thing. Here. It, it yeah. is. It is. So we've been there and it's still there today. Uh, so thankful for the principal there. Uh, shout out to them. They, they, they've been wonderful. But back with Amy. So, Amy, uh, we've been serving the last five and a half weeks. We've been working with Our Savior's Church. Our Savior's Church really has a heartbeat for the communities they're in. And I remember picking up the phone and talking to Pastor Jacob Arenza. Now, when Pastor Jacob calls at 1030 at night, um, you, probably, you pick up. <laughs> unless it's you know the governor or the president, I'm not picking up. But if it's Pastor Jacob, I'm picking up. Pick up. <laughs> okay. And, and he said, Steve, we're in if you're in. I mean, again, deep relationships, a lot of trust. The answer was yes. It's been an amazing five and a half weeks, hasn't it, Amy? Absolutely. It's been exciting. I mean, just to get to partner with you guys and and to see the lives touched. Again, yes, we're getting tarps, we're getting trees cut down. But um, again, the cart you guys carry and and it matches ours. And and ultimately, I mean, we're serving God um, and and we're delighting in it. So it's been exciting to, to see. So right now, the volunteers have been tarping roofs. They've been doing chainsaw work. They've been gutting out homes that flooded. Um, you have to be 18. It's free. Uh, for more information about this or anything else we do, please go to 8daysofhope.com. You can donate online. We'll give you an address later on that you can mail a check to if you want to help to offset some of these expenses. Um, the church, 
our Savior's Church in Jennings said yes. And I know that this past week, a truckload of furniture came over from Houston, Texas, from another partner of ours that we know and love. And, and, and Pastor Josh is getting that furniture to some of these families who lost a lot. Amy, we are better together, aren't we, when we work together, yeah. churches and ministries. Share with the listeners why that's important and how God has used that model to help those in need in Lake Charles. Oh, just because it reflects the dynamic nature of all those that we'll get to serve in that we, each one of us, the church can do some things. You have resources, you know, they have, you know, people resources, and we can, and we can plug volunteers in. It's so exciting to see when another partner of yours that, you know, I mean, just broadens this network um, of, you know, a furniture um opportunity or a food, it just whatever it is, it strengthens us because it, it just it allows us to have so many arms to reach all the individual needs that people are having um, and so and experiencing through this. You know, I, I run the I Need Help list, and so many times, I would say 60% of the people who write in the hurricane is a huge part of what they're going through, but they're also needing prayer. Most often right. people are asking can you just come pray with us? Or my furniture is damaged, or I need food. So we're finding through all of these partnerships we have, um, and everyone, if you're running in one route, you can run fervently with such energy into that direction while the other group or partner or such is running in another. So we're just, it's allowing us in just God's multifaceted way to meet all of the needs His people have. And so that's what's so dynamic, and, and it doesn't burden one too much. It, it, it just it literally renews the energy when you see more people on your team all running, you know, to help others. It's thrilling, and that's energizing in itself. So, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful to see how many avenues and how many areas we're getting to touch people's lives through all the doors and opportunities God's opening. So, Amy, I'm just curious, on the, <clears throat> the furniture distribution, how does that this is just a practical thing here. How does that, how do you line up the people for that? How do you hear who has it? How's the connection made? And I'd like to hear a God story from that. The people got to just be amazed. At... And, and actually, Mike, that is just happening, I think, Amy. I think yeah, today. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it is just starting. Yeah. And, and, and so the furniture, um, and I don't want to sidetrack your question because I know God is going to do some amazing things. So Pastor Josh Bell found a warehouse in the area that would house okay. the furniture. They're going to invite the families, uh, the, the 200 families that Eight Days of Hope and Love Acadiana and Our Savior's Church served over the last right. five weeks. They're going to be invited, uh, those who lost furniture, to walk through and pick furniture out. So that's just happening. Yeah, that was my question. So, How do you connect with the folks with that? Yeah, yeah that's so, awesome. So they're going to use that database of, of, of names. Right. Amy, you've been wonderful in connecting the dots. What was the name of the list that you called it? I need help list. Oh, it was just we call it I need help, um, and it really was just a, a Google form we put online that um, our churches passed out to those in need, and uh, so we could learn about you know what needs they have, and, and we had a drop down, but we were somebody on our team. I cannot take credit. We were very keen in writing describe your most immediate need, and that was kind of a short form answer, and that's where you know each night as I read through this list, that's where they can just share their heart. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And that's where we're finding out how many have lost a loved loved member um, due to COVID or the economy wow. down here, you know, as in everywhere sure. else has been quite hurt. So we're hearing about, again, that's just, you know, eight days of hope's approach as well. We're coming not just to serve and fix your house. We're coming to serve and love you. And so through this, I need helpless, we really get to hear their heart and they get to tell us what their most immediate need is. I can walk up to a house and tell you, oh, you need a tarp. You need this, you know, tree out of your roof, all this. But when I get to hear their voice, when I get to see it first through this intake form we had, um, then we get to know, you know, um, what, where we can first meet you. Where are you at right now? Because that's where we're going to start. And then we can touch all the other areas. But it's been really special just to to hear their voice before we even got to meet them. And then, of course, Move forward together. Mike, do you hear what Amy is saying over and over again, though? Um, very, very little as she shared about the actual work we've done. Yeah. I mean, the actual physical, I mean, it's obvious, right? Tarpon sure. roofs, chainsaw work, and all that. She's talking about those experiences, though, that the family we're serving and the volunteers will never forget. Right. I mean, because think about it. Today in Lake Charles, Louisiana, Eight Days of Hope is serving after Hurricane Laura. Someone today is being ministered to by strangers. That's it. But really, it. They're, they're angels from the Lord being sent to them for a divine moment. And sometimes it's not even the work. And Mike, you saw this in Panama yep. City yep. after Hurricane Michael. You and Doris, your wife, went down there. And you were praying with these families sure. left and right. I don't even know if you did any physical work that <laughs> trip. But but what you did was as if not even more important. Well, that's the whole heart of the Eight Days of Hope volunteers. Yes, they come with their skills and their tools in their hands, but their heart is always looking for the moment. Uh, we walked into a house and we're assessing it as far as all the the mudding that had to be done and all that. And the guy started talking about, i just been diagnosed with, with cancer. Oh. Everything stopped at that moment. And I remember sure. saying, do you have any oil in the house? We, let's, we anointed them with oil. We prayed. Tears flowed. And then, oh, yeah, we got to get back to talking about the, the job. Sure. It was so sure. powerful. You know, and that's what Amy's doing. That's what the Eight Days of Hope volunteers are, mm. are there on the grounds for. When's my opportunity to pray with somebody? Mm. You know, it's not an aggressive, over-the-top, you know, it's just a natural flow I am here to see that your needs are met in Christ. Right. Amy, we only have a couple of minutes left. So eight days of hope at some point, of course, we will be heading back to our homes and uh, leaving Lake Charles in the very near future. And then the rebuilding process has to be uh, discussed at some point. Um, Are you aware or has there been any discussion between church leaders and or government leaders or nonprofit leaders about that plan? Uh, Is there, are you aware of anything that's starting to come together to help those rebuild their homes? Yes, yeah, I know all of the um, the local ZOAD group, along with a series of churches, we're involved in uh, a great kind of link of other churches in the area, and then we have extended sister churches beyond that. We are all um, now kind of starting to transition into those talks, right. find the right—we want to start with a good foundation. We want to get everyone talking. We, we certainly have lists of needs, but let's be smart. Let's be take the right next steps in an orderly way. And so, again, as you spoke earlier to the, the large group of networking and such, so yes, conversations are starting. Uh, leaders are, are certainly stepping in, and um, we're, we're you know glad to be a part of next steps as um, things move forward. Mm. 
Well, girl, we we so enjoy. I mean, someday we want to hang out with Amy and not have to be at a disaster and just kind of, you know, have fellowship. Sure. Uh, because Amy, Mike, is one special person. So many the leaders of both of Love Acadia yes. and Our Savior's Church, Eight Days of Hope, have become lifelong friends. And I know whenever we see you, um, run over and give you that church hug, girl, because uh, you're sure. you're a breath of fresh air. And God has you right exactly where Absolutely. the body of Christ needs you, Amy. Absolutely. And, and I just want to encourage you, Mike. Before we let her go, uh, as always, I just I think it's always important to pray sure. for the person that is on the front lines for Jesus, and Amy is there. Mike, would, would you yes. do that, please? Let's pray. Father, first uh, part of this prayer is thank you for someone that yes. is giving us an example of what it is to follow the Lord with all of her heart, Amen. all of her soul, all of her mind that has allowed her life to be um, just disciplined and uh, instructed so she could be used in the area that she is now. Father, give her greater insight. Thank you for the organizational skills. You'll continue to use her. Lord, Lord, the heart that she has to want to see people come to know the Lord Jesus. Give her more opportunities. Bless her physically, financially, and Lord, with relationally, relationships down there that will keep uh, her ministry strong and, uh, and just close to you. Thank you for her service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Such an honor to have you here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Um, I know that your world has been turned somewhat upside down in the last month. Um, my prayer, too, for you, and, and, and I know because I live that, you know, 52 weeks a year, you know, I always pray for balance. I've learned in ministry, one truly never has balance, but I do pray that God will dis give you discernment when it's time to step away for, you know, Monday I took the day off and my wife and I, we had a work day together. Oh, yeah, Mike, awesome. and, and I did everything she asked me to do. <laughs> to do list. Because I want to be married the 37th year. Yes. No, but you need to do that, Amy, so I hope that you find time to do that. But give everyone a hug down there. We love you guys, and I, I know we'll be you. talking down the road a little bit. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Love you all, too. All right. Thank you. Amy Spidell with um, Love Acadiana, Our Savior's Church. Uh, they have been our partner the last almost six weeks down in Lake Charles, Louisiana, yes. Hurricane Laura. We still covet your prayers. Um, there's still time to donate. You can do that online at 8daysofhope.com. Every penny you give, because our fixed costs are covered by our partners, Every penny, it's not 90 cents on the dollar or 10 cents on the dollar, but 100 cents on the dollar. If you make a donation online at 8daysofhope.com, you can also become a monthly or quarterly supporter of the ministry. It, those dollars will be spent in Lake Charles. But, Mike, um, the good news is we've got a couple minutes. Um, what what do you draw from that conversation with Amy and what's going down in, in Lake Charles? Well, I'm just amazed, Steve, that you – Pick a certain avenue in life, whether it you know be uh, definitely your job, your career, and God stops you in the process and says, "I'm going to take a girl from New York City, put her down to Louisiana. Go figure. That doesn't. I'm sure that wasn't in her plans, right. but the obedience. I mean, and the passion that you get out of being obedient. And I, I heard in her conversation, the more I did, the more I really grew closer to the Lord, and I oh, knew wow. that's what. I was supposed to do. When you find out what you're supposed to be doing in life, there's nothing more rewarding than that. Uh, and you know when you're walking in in God's ordained journey, 
Oh, yes. Because, you know, sometimes we think we, well, not we think, we hear from the Lord during our quiet time, our prayer, or when we're, as you said earlier today, being still. He directs us, and sometimes we resist that direction. Mm. Right? Mm. I mean, because that's our flesh. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then to me, the journey always has been is when I think I hear the Lord speaking to me, I do admit, Mike, I look for confirmation. And that sure. could be through my friends, uh, yourself, Wayne Van Lenningham, some others close to me, uh, my wife, of course, oh, yes. Charmaine, um, and, and sometimes the people at the leadership of the church I attend. But once I hear confirmation, Sure. And actually, you were part of that journey. Uh-oh. You know, I was leading in the corporation world, <laughs> okay. um, you know, making big boy bucks, doing mm. a big boy job, and God was blessing me to be allowed to be a part of that. But when God opened the door for me to leave all of that to serve with Eight Days of Hope full time, I called seven men, and I said, "Well, here's the deal. Here's what I'm walking away at 55. You know, what do you think?" And and um, you know, you confirmed, Mike. You were one of the seven. Said Steve. God's opening the door. I mean, how do you sure. say no to that? Yeah, and I, I do remember that phone call, and it's, it was so, um, you know, as you were speaking, I'm saying, God, I don't want to say the wrong thing to my friend, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like an ongoing conversation listening to you, but trying to hear from the Lord, and it just everything just lined up. But I knew that for you, as many as it is for all of us, we had to make the decision that we're going to take that mm-hmm. step. And it was very good to call and, and put it out to other friends, but uh, I think... In that conversation, I picked up that you knew you knew that that was you needed to do, but yeah. you did. But you did need some some confirmation. Yeah. And, and, and this conversation is not about Steve and the move I made three and a half years ago to serve and help lead Eighties Hope full time. This is about your journey That's with right. your Father in Heaven. Maybe He's speaking to you today to do something with the local soup kitchen, or to start a homeless shelter, or to love on the neighbor who's a widow and has no kids, and you just. God wants you to be their friend yeah. and, and to adopt them, right, as your parent or grandparent. But um, thank you, Amy, for all that you're doing down there. I love, you know, Mike, we've only got a minute left, but we're getting ready to leave Lake Charles. It's going to be hard to leave, but, boy, the ministry has been uh, its been amazing down there to see God move. Well, it's been like home, really, hasn't it? Oh, I like that. It has been. Mm. You know, when I, and I go down there, because we've been to Louisiana, we were there after Hurricane Rita in Lake right. Charles. Mm-hmm. So this is a place we've been to before. So there's a lot of church partners and friends we know. Um, I hate that we're back for this reason, but I'm glad that God's opened that door. I like what you said, though. We got to get down there for the crawfish. Oh, you didn't say crawfish, <laughs> but for the food and fellowship with Amy. <laughs> Father, be with the volunteers that will be leaving Lake Charles shortly. Father, I do pray that if someone's listening today and they don't know you, Father, that they find a local church and find someone to ask questions of, Lord. I pray that if someone's thinking about volunteering with Eight Days of Hope, that, Father, that they would be drawn to you through this ministry to use the gifts you've blessed them with. Father, thank you for those who've donated to provide the resources. Father, today you know, Father, we're in five different cities and four different states. Father, I pray protection over the volunteers. Thank you for our partners. Thank you for this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, brother. I love you too. Another great Saturday. Thank you so much today for listening to Hope Reigns. Every Saturday, we try to share God-sized stories from the mission field. To donate, go to P.O. Box, or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. Thank you for your prayers. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.